Hello and welcome to Smosa Chats, where every week I, comedian Preet Singh, will host a guest who has challenged South Asian norms, whether that be through pursuing a passion as a career or devoting their work to challenging the status quo and taboos within our communities. So sit back, grab a smosa, and enjoy. Hello, so we're here with Domin Bramra. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. You almost got that right. <laughs> Fuck's uh, sake. You went uh, Bramra there. It's, Did I? Uh, okay, hold on. Let's go that again. Yeah, we're restarting. We're restarting. <laughs> so we're here with Domin Bramra. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. love it to hey. be here. Love you know, you're here. the second Indian comedian we've had on that whose name I've got wrong. Really? Yeah. So we had Raj. You know Raj. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kept saying Pujra. I'm gonna say Pujara. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure this will yeah. make the edit, anyways. Yeah, big time. Big time. <laughs> yeah, it's all the content. Up. So, uh, so uh, comedian, comedian. What, what were your roots? Yes, as as a comedian. As a comedian, I'm as not talking about ethically. This isn't. Uh, I was going to say very similar to you. Very similar <laughs> yeah. to you. Um, Imagine how weird that would be. <laughs> Where are you from? Where are you from? What village? Yeah, no, comedically speaking, um, I started with improv, improvised comedy at university. Mm-hmm. Um, how long ago was that? So that was that was in 2012. It's a long time ago, man. Um, yeah, so essentially, um, I I had a, a little gap year, as as some of us do. Nice. So you middle class as fuck. I yeah. Like that. Well, you know, you got you got. Dad owns a shop. I <laughs> <laughs> try to fit in. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I wish. I wish Dad owned a shop. <laughs> I'd never be trying to be a comedian if Dad owned a shop. But I have all the money already. No, Trust me, you still would. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely Trust would. Me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so yeah. Um, improv. Yeah, man. So like, uh, my my cousin from Canada came to visit, and he was like, "Cool, take me around London." And I took him to like the Big Ben and London Eye, and he was like, "Yeah, you're a shit tour guide. Let me take you around London." Yeah. And he he basically went online and singled out a few places that he thought would be cool to visit, and one of them was the Comedy Store. And uh, the night we went happened to be. Uh, the improv night. Uh, the uh, improv, the pro- professional improv, or the pro- golf? Yeah, pro- professional, professional uh, improv night. Yeah, I love how you call the gong the improv night. Like, let's bring, <laughs> let's bring new comedians in and just see what happens. Because they do, they, <laughs> improv, they, they yeah. do that, don't they? That's essentially what they do. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, yeah, actually, yeah, it's true, it's true. Have you been to a gong night? I I did the gong when I was a few months in. Did not go that well. Really? Just as I was getting on 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 stage. Somebody actually turned around, like this like, hot 20-year-old chick turned around mm. and was like, he's going to be shit. Oh. To her credit, I was shit. I, <laughs> I opened with a Princess Diana joke and it did not go down well. It didn't go down well. Yeah, didn't people aren't over that, man. Yeah, they won't be. They won't be for a while. It. I'm yeah. like, it was a good joke as well because it was the, like, the time of the royal wedding and stuff. Okay. I okay. thought it was actually an okay joke. Yeah, topical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey, this is, they killed her. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard, but. Uh... I shouldn't have opened with that. If I'd opened with something different, I need to do the gong again. I haven't done that Yeah. again. You should, I like I'm... gong shows, to be fair. You like them? Yeah, like yeah. the blackout and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The you won that recently, one. didn't you? Yeah, yeah, a couple of months ago, something like that. That's good. Um, Is that your first time? 
No, this is my second time. My second time. My first time, I got through. The blackout's a bit more forgiving in the sense that you get two yeah. minutes, right? Two minutes. Um, whereas with the gong show, I mean, I went to watch one um, near the start of when I started doing stand-up. And my God, man, like it's the closest thing I've seen to legal bullying ever. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, this dude came on, this like French Arab dude. Yeah. And he was like... Uh, hello guys, my name is Mohammed. I like to. Uh, it was like car, car, car. <laughs> Four seconds. This guy lasted on stage. It was like, oh my god, would you, Shit. would you let him complete his name? Like maybe he's funny. I don't know. The night yeah. I did it, somebody lasted. It was it, it was similar like that. Somebody came on. It was a character act. Came yeah. on with a fucking lab coat. Oh man. Nope. Straight off. Literally, oh, dude, yeah. A couple of words out, they yeah. saw the lab coat and they were like, fuck it. Yeah. Fuck this guy. Dude, so like, yeah, th- on that same night, they, th- the the dude on the side who announces, <coughs> excuse me, ex- uh, announces the names, he was like, welcome to the stage, you know, like, what up, Chris Smith, or, you know, whatever his name was. Anyway, the, the guy was taking his time coming through the little aisle, and uh, everyone's like, Pick what the step. fuck are you doing? Get to the fucking stage. Hurry up. Mate, as it gets closer to the stage, you see this little white stick poking out. Oh, oh man. Oh. It was a blind dude. It was a blind dude. And everyone went, <gasps> ah, and like, no one cared. No one cared. Like, people cared for about two seconds before they were like, ah, fuck this guy. Do you reckon gong shows have a place? Like in, in comedy? In comedy. Do you reckon they're actually, so I have this, co- like obviously being like new comics. Yeah. I have this conversation a fair bit with people. Um, I, I think they they do have a place, but I think I think they're suited to different comics. Um, by that I mean some comics are definitely not suited to a gong show, yeah. uh, and some comics would absolutely smash a gong show. Um, people like to do gong shows early on. When I first started, I've, I was given the advice that. Oh mate, just do a gong show now, and then it will be the worst thing you ever do, and everything from there is going to be just better. Yeah. So just do that, which I mean, I did not take that advice, but I'm and I'm happier for it. But um, you know, some people it it might work. Some people it encourage it discourages them completely. It just breaks yeah. their self confidence. It's not horrible advice. Yeah. I say because of that advice that you got. Because yeah. I I did it fairly early on. And to this day, it's never been beaten. worse than that. Yeah. yeah, sure. But like, you know, you've got self-esteem to the point where you you could take that. Where some people, they might they might do that and be like, oh man, the like, tears in my shower tell a different story. <laughs> <laughs> just, just yeah. go home and cry. Fucking everybody yeah. say people say that to me quite a bit. Yeah, they're like, oh, you know, well, you cry in the shower. No, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Something cries yeah. in the shower. We can um, tell. We can tell. <laughs> yeah. No, so it's like people say that to me quite a bit, like, "Oh, you, you'll be fine," and I'm like, um, "Yeah, well, shit, I, shit yeah. My yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I just don't think gong shows are necessarily representative of how good a comic you are. Yeah, it's it's good to prove that you can control this crowd and yeah. all of that sort of thing. With within these parameters, you can make it work. But if you're not good at a gong show, it doesn't mean that you're Bad a bad comic, yeah. Exactly. What's um, what's been the worst gig you've done then? If the it's worst not a gig. Show, yeah. <laughs> no, I've only done uh, the blackout a couple of times in terms of gong shows. So the first one, I yeah, so I got those two minutes, and 
in the third third minute was kind of like the weakest of my jokes. Yeah. And basically, one guy wasn't having it, and <laughs> he he put his card up, and then. You know, I think at gong shows also there's a bit of a like, herd mentality yeah. where if one person puts their card up, they're like, oh, damn, yeah, this means it's bad. Okay, I'll just put my card up too. It yeah. doesn't always happen, but sometimes it happens. And so he did it and the other two put their card up straight away. And I was like, did you just all just hate me at the same time? <laughs> or, was you know what I mean? or was it that herd mentality? But it, to be honest, I don't think that was the worst gig. Like, I, I, I didn't mind. Yeah. I know that things like this happen and... You know, I think the worst gig Here was. <laughs> um, it was. Uh, should I say it? Should I say what the gig was? Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was. It was. It was Comedy Cabin in in Camden. <laughs> now <laughs> we're gonna have to beat that one out. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, recently just, changed management. It just, just it has. It has. And, I, and I'm not saying it's a reflection of the night. It's just the worst I've ever done. Okay. Um, <laughs> sure, wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard things. Uh, we talked about this beforehand, man. <laughs> Go on. No, like... So, Comedy Cabin in Hoxton. Yeah, and, and so this night, I must say, like, was particularly, like, quiet in terms of... Not in, not in terms of the... Like, there was people there... They just did not laugh, man. Zero atmosphere. And like, yeah, so um, a comic called Bobby Mayer opened. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and he's yeah. like, he's like, you know, I think he's, he's pro. He's legit, legit. He's legit, TV he's proper legit. Yeah, exactly, man. And this guy was doing his jokes for 10 minutes, man. And I thought they were great. But, no. you know, in, t- in terms of the audience, man, it was, <laughs> it was like maybe, you know, five laughs in 10 minutes, which, come on. Do the math, pre- yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you there. That's, that's bad. That's a it's, joke every two It's bad, minutes. man. It's bad. And like you know, I know it's new material now, but mate, it was not. It was good. He, he was doing well. Yeah. But it was just, and you know, he opened, and I thought, oh man, well, if this is what he's getting, well, I don't know what, what's going to happen to me. Yeah. Because I was also going to try out new material, but I was like, well, if that's him, then I'm just gonna, I'm not going to do booed? well here. No, I didn't get booed, but when I came on oh man I could <laughs> I could hear people at the back of the room breathing it was quiet wow. it was quiet man like the quietest I don't know if you've had a gig like that where it's super quiet and like was the like, MC shit yeah the MC wasn't wasn't getting any, anyone on board that night so was it, it from was, a lack of trying or was it no it was not from a lack of trying oh okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. then you can't really say maybe it was just a shit audience yeah 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 it's the audience that night but you know it's just one of these gigs that makes you think like oh man maybe maybe I'm not who I thought I was yeah. like <laughs> maybe I can't do this have you ever bombed when it's been a great fucking lineup? yeah great MC great crowd and then yeah. you go on and just, just fucking shit yeah yeah I've definitely had a couple of those oh, I've definitely that's yeah. everybody asks me what's, what's like the worst like you've bombed aside from like that comedy store gong show mm. I've bombed in a couple of places where it's just been like it's been me like, <laughs> it, it yeah. was me you know like, yeah. definitely the jokes I chose to tell everything oh, was just man. awful I did this um, I emceed this gig once for Reading Uni so everybody there is like blow a year. So like I'm the quote unquote like you know main fucking guy that's supposed to like do everything and sure. Um, 
I wouldn't even say headlining because I was emceeing, but I'm definitely the most experienced there. Sure. And I went on and I did my first bit of emceeing. And oh, firstly, the room was set up wrong, right? Where it's like, I couldn't see anybody. Okay. Right? Have, you, have you ever had that where there's been like a gap of about six fucking feet to the audience? Whoa. No, in a small no. room as well, right? Don't so I can't see anybody to do any crowd work. Yeah. And the spotlight's fucking bright. So I just went on, did a bit of my material, just died. Yeah. Died horribly. Um, act gone, acts die, I die, everybody's <laughs> fucking dying. It's like a killing field, right? Yeah. Like everything's just done. Like it's just shit to the point where I actually ended up apologizing to these fucking comedians. Oh, no. Because yeah. I, I, I've been in those shoes where I've been a new act and like the experienced guy has just been shit. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, yeah. Oh, that was me. Like I oh. was so bad that night. They never invited me back to MC until like last week. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and how long ago was that? Uh, that was probably a good like eight months, nine months. Oh man, okay, okay. It took them that long to like. I fucking hate MCing them. Really? I'm a bad MC. Like, yeah. I, you know, you can like acknowledge like your strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. I'm good at crowd work, but I'm not okay. good being responsible for a room. I see. Yeah. Have you ever Yeah. Um, yeah, I've emceed once. Uh, it was a night called TNT. Oh yeah. In yeah. in Kentish Towns, it's good, but it's really long. Um, so like I, I yeah, I really enjoyed it because I think one thing I want to do more of in my stand up is crowd work and just being loose and yeah. you know being present in the room and playing off of what who people are, what they're doing. And emceeing is is a good way to do that. Yeah. So I did it. It was it was really good. Like I even got like. A couple of bits of material out of it yeah so really i don't know why i've not done it again <laughs> but it's it was good yeah. but you know that's my one isolated sort of experience of it so mm. i couldn't give you i couldn't really tell you what i'm seeing is right, like right, do right. you know what i mean yeah, yeah. I, I prefer longer spots i prefer longer spots where they just give you an opportunity to like mix material in with crowd work and like yeah. especially when you're doing new bits yeah and then that's when like the material kind of develops but I did, we, the Sposer Chats team, we, we went to um, Berlin. Had a yeah. couple of gigs booked out in Berlin. Nice. And the first night was like a new material night. The next night was a pro night at the same spot. And on the Thursday, I did like half a, half like a tried and tested bit to like win over the crowd. Half like new material shit on like Prince Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. You really I, like the royal family, don't you? Oh, right. <laughs> the old, them motherfuckers are something else. Like it's, <laughs> it's got to a point, it's got to a point where it would actually be better if the conspiracy theory that they were lizards actually was true. Because <laughs> then you could at least be like, well, they're fucking lizards. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, so I did this like bit about Prince Andrew. This was a couple of weeks ago, I think. I did this bit about Prince Andrew and then it was, I thought it was okay. There's definitely something workable in there. It wasn't like a fucking hit. Yeah, yeah. And then I did like a little bit of crowd work in there where I think I told like the audience to fuck off a little, like at one point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like that got a laugh. Like they reacted. Like they didn't just turn on me or anything. Yeah. So I, I thought I'd done my job. I got off, and then the fucking promoter came up to me and was just like, "Oh, I really like your stuff, but just tomorrow, like, do better." <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh, what's that? Sorry, what's that? Useful advice there? Oh, do, do better, better, did you say? Okay, cool. Thanks. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> For the rest of the day, A, I was fuming, and B, I was also like, oh, shit, what if I don't do better? <laughs> but then I went on and fucking smashed it the next day. Yeah, oh, man, that's so good. And I was like, yeah. thank fuck. <laughs> what's, like, the worst piece of advice you've ever gotten from, like, a comic? The worst piece of advice? Yeah. Best oh. piece. Of, let's start with the best piece. That'll be... The be, best. Yeah, that's easier, oh. I think. 
Interesting. Um, well, <laughs> as a new comic, you get get, uh, get given a lot of advice. <laughs> a lot of it unsolicited. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I feel like advice is like dick pics. Such as do better. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. like advice is like dick pics though. Yeah. Right? If it's solicited, then it's like a nice little, ooh, okay, that's great. If it's unsolicited, <laughs> it would just ruin your week. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> the ladies in the room do not look fucking impressed at that analogy. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, I can't relate having received neither solicited nor unsolicited dick pics before. Oh man, jump on grinder. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll give it a go. Maybe go, who knows? <laughs> but um, I was on a train recently, actually, with my Bluetooth on. The first time ever, I saw like someone try to airdrop me something. Oh. I, I mean, like, I, I mean, I rejected it, but I'm, I regret it because I really am now. Curious. I can guarantee to you, it was either a virus, somebody's mixtape, or a dick pic. Yeah. I mean, I'd be curious for either of those, though. Any of those. <laughs> uh, what is it, though? Let me, let me actually be disappointed, then prevent the disappointment. <laughs> yeah. you know? Either that or pleasantly surprised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's just a tourist being like, have a good day. You <laughs> yeah, know, who you know. I love the tube. <laughs> oh, <neighbor. laughs> like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> Which way are you going? What's that? Which way are you voting? Uh, oh, exactly. Shit's taking a turn. Oh, yeah, <laughs> my God. My God. Do you, yeah. do you try and write political material? I try to generally generally avoid it. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm doing a little bit more nowadays, but it's, it's, less, it's less like sort of, you know, what I think of Labour or the Tories or whatever. It's more just like uh, targeting like people that we all know are dickheads. Like, I don't know, like Donald Trump or something, you know. Well, there's a whole fucking country that thinks that he's not. A well, dickhead. yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. In fact, yeah. It's like um, Boris Johnson. Yeah. I, I I don't agree with any of his like, well, majority of his poli politics, but then you understand why he's in power. Yeah, absolutely. It is. Absolutely. Like, he's there's like hidden like undertones. Sure, man. Like these guys, they know what they're doing, man. Like. You know, people will be quick to say, oh, this idiot's in power or whatever. But it's like, well, I mean, consider, considering his background and how he's got to where he's got to, I mean, it's not just sheer luck, is it? No. Like, you have to be quite smart to a point. One of my friends made a point recently, which I hadn't considered, which was, um, I think at some point Boris Johnson was asked about what he, what he liked in terms of his hobbies. And he was he said something stupid like oh I like building toy buses or something yeah and then obviously you know there was a scandal with you know the promise that was written on the side of the bus mm. so but now if you Google Boris Johnson bus that scandal won't come up what will come up is the oh I like buses yes thing yeah. do you know what I mean it's like little things like everyone's like yeah he's an idiot but no he's not he's he could be a comedian I think <laughs> yeah 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 he well, could couldn't he because he, he could he be could. one of them zany like you know, dude that doesn't have like a lot of good material, but like his like, fucking yeah. head bobble or some shit will carry him through. Yeah, 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 exactly. Boris Johnson is the, the Michael McIntyre of politics. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to Michael McIntyre, you know. Well, speaking of Michael McIntyre, what, who, who, who are like your inspirations and favorites? My inspiration, sorry man, I keep like, you ask me all these questions, I sidetrack completely. Fuck it, I'll, uh, I'll be honest, I've had like a few Jaeger bombs, alright? Yeah. So it's like, I can't remember what you answer and what you don't answer. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my my com comedic inspirations, 
Um, I'd say Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle's probably one of my yes. favourites. Come on, man. Finally. Come on. Yeah. Um, it's controversial to say, but as a comic, Louis C.K., I, I think it's very funny. Uh, yeah. His best gag was getting his knob out. I've never been like a Louis C.K. fan. Really? So when that scandal hit, it was like very yeah. easy for me to just be like, yeah, fucking. Yeah, yeah, screw this guy. Yeah, yeah, like, I was just like, mm. yeah, man. It was actually very disappointing, man. It was like for me because it's actually it's very tough. I've not experienced before like someone that you uh, you know you idolize yeah. to a point for whatever reason to do something in, in that, that vein. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, man, like I really like your stuff, but you're as a person, you seem very you know basically I wouldn't want to hang out with you yeah, yeah questionable exactly would you would you go I'm going to drop you in right now what's that <laughs> you, if he was in London doing a 60 seat show somebody invites you would you go see him I don't know man I don't know the thing is that's I a think, fucking yes I think, I think I think it's controversial enough to say I don't know because yeah. people want you to say just no I definitely wouldn't yeah and like yeah man because I you know of all the allegations it's definitely very morally appropriate you know, reprehensible, but equally, as I say, as a comedian, I think really good. So this is something I struggle with, to be honest, as a person. Yeah. I'm just like, you know, do Whether I... Whether you can separate the man from the art. I do, yeah. Truly speaking, like, you know, it's not super easy for me to, to, to do that. And it could be like, I don't know, it could be to do with the level of you know, if like you know, like Bill Bill Cosby, obviously, like if I really idolised Bill Cosby and like now I know he's done what he's done, it I definitely wouldn't go to see him. So I'm just like I struggle with myself. I'm like, why, why is why is that with Louis C.K. that yeah. I like I have this mental struggle? I think it's because somebody who's produced such like an emotive like response in you, yeah, and created something that's like wh- whichever way you want to look at it. Yeah, it is something that's been like so important to you. Yeah, it's like it, it, it's like they say that your architect or your builder came out as like a paedophile. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, he's like yeah. he's built he's built your house. That's what I mean. Yeah, he's built your yeah. house and everything. What are you gonna do? Knock down the house? <laughs> like, yeah, just because he's proud of it. Sure, sure, man. Exactly. Like, it, exactly. I'll be honest. If it was the other way around and it's fucking Dave Chappelle that's done done some nonsense. Yeah, I would. It'd be such a fucking struggle. To, right this, to just completely boycott him that's what I mean yeah that's what I mean because like I want I want to boycott him on that level I'm just, I want to be like no I def because I obviously that's terrible I, I don't want to come close to looking like I support anything <laughs> yeah. like that. but you're about to be me too before the fame but bro. yeah <laughs> yeah I know man my god let's let's get rid of this <laughs> yeah, no. I'm yeah. really like okay you don't want to yeah. answer questions yeah, yeah, here yeah, we yeah, fucking yeah. go <laughs> It is, it is. No man, I'm just saying I struggle with it. I definitely struggle with it. I am like, I, I, I do count my blessings about how many like artists that I actually like that haven't had anything like this happen to them. And I'm just fucking yeah. praying. Like, for, all, all I can say is I'm just hoping Dave Chappelle's been a good boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I saw Dave Chappelle, um, he came to uh, Hackney recently, Hackney Empire. Oh, yeah. And he said something, he alluded to something like, I don't know, maybe it's going to be my turn next. And I was like, oh, please let it not be your turn <laughs> next. Dave, come on, man. Like, I did, uh, yeah, so I, I must have seen the same show. He did the Royal Albert Hall. Yeah, 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 so yeah. We, I think, we, we, yeah, we yeah, there, yeah. yeah, we went there. 
And yeah. uh, that was one of the most impressive pieces of art slash entertainment I've ever seen. Yeah. I couldn't fucking believe it. I was there. And like, yeah, some man. of my friends were, aren't actually into like comedy. They've only like ever seen me. Yeah. But they were like, yeah, no, nah, this was unreal. Like this was just incredible. Yeah. And I, I, I guess it's like similar with music. Like R. Kelly, Michael Jackson. I'm so fortunate that I wasn't actually into their music. Yeah, th- this is it, man. Like a lot of people, same with me. Like, but a lot of people be like, yeah, well, I'll still listen to Michael Jackson. But it's, I still listen to, uh, yeah, but it's, Ignition's had, still a tune. We were, in a, we like, were in a club and Ignition came out and it was the first yeah. time I've seen Ignition, like, Ignition being played and people were kind of like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Do we dance? Oh, hey. God. This is it. This is it, though, I think, because I think whatever ideas you have about something and how you would act in a situation is all fine until the situation comes about. Yeah. And then you then you know. Then you know, right? Like I could, like I it could go either way, but I, I could like be like, no, you know what? I'm just gonna go enjoy Louis C.K.'s comedy and be sat there and think, man, this guy, he did, he did what he did though, and then just be just, just be yeah. actually, nah, or, yeah. or, or the other way around. Like, are there any topics that you wouldn't joke about? Topics I wouldn't joke about? Mm. I don't think so, but I think I need to find the humour in it first. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like. Like people like say stuff like you know there's a touchy subject like you know killing murder and rape and all of this stuff, and I'm like, you know, I personally have not thought even tried to come up with jokes about that stuff, just because that's not what my mind goes to when I'm trying to write jokes and I've not found the humour in it. Yeah. But that's not to say that someone else, you know, might not find the humour in it. I don't think because it goes both ways, right? Like I. I can't speak for anyone who's been a victim of such things, but some of them, from my knowledge, have said, yeah, you know, when you joke about that kind of stuff, man, it relieves the tension. It relieves yeah. the tension and whatever. At least uh, at least I'm having a laugh about it. Whereas for other people, it's like, oh, man, I don't want to ever hear about this thing again. Yeah. You, so, you, you know the, po- the podcast that we did with Calbeard, the lady that's written the book about uh, domestic violence sure one of the things so we had like a little phone call beforehand and one of the things I said to her was look I just want to make it like completely obvious and clear that I do have domestic violence jokes in my set okay <laughs> just to like okay. sort of and then she was like oh yeah that's that's fine I, I yeah that as well. and yeah and it was like hearing that from somebody who's like had that experience to be like ah oh, well you know it's a topic it's a topic I yeah. felt kind of validated and I guess like co-signed almost yeah 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 Yeah, i see what you're saying man there's like yeah it's tough (laughs) it is really fucking tough like writing jokes i just think it's it's just easy to say in life that yeah man i'd always do the best thing i'd definitely be you know the the best person i could be but like you know things in life are are difficult and And practice is different have you uh have you ever been offended in a comedy club offended yeah offended oh (laughs) Probably. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I can't think of a particular. I don't think I'm necessarily. I think I'm more offended when someone uh, talks about something touchy and isn't funny. I think the, mm. if it relates to me, like you know, if someone makes a really like cheap joke about Indians or something, 
Yeah. And it's just not funny or it's just super inaccurate. I'm like, I, I don't know if offended is the right word, but I'm like more disappointed. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not offended, I'm disappointed. I'm just like, man, if you're going to go down that road, like, <laughs> if you made it hilarious, I'd have been on board. <laughs> I'm always more forgiving at new material nights. Yeah. Because I've, I've done some awful, sh- awful shitty jokes at new material nights. Yeah. Whereas like, as soon as I've said it on stage, I'm like, what? That yeah. was funny. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like rambling about just something offensive yes yeah yeah. <laughs> it, gets diff- yeah it gets difficult like now there's like a big a big debate I guess and even there's a, even a debate about the debate about comedy so it's like free speech versus safe spaces yeah where where'd you stand on that uh man these bro, are, you this is, this is question we're time grilling. we're this fucking grilling time. yeah yeah uh, free speech uh, well, look, I, I'm, I'm definitely an advocate of free free speech, yeah. but then I'm also, if if you have free speech, so does, uh, you know, the audience running the night. So, if you want to say something controversial, do it, but don't be surprised at other people, you know, you know, behaving in a certain way towards you afterwards, um, mm. because everything you say has some sort of weight to it right yeah I always struggle with that concept whereas like that whole thing of comedians I maybe I'm oversimplifying it but I've always believed that the only thing that the only job a comedian has is to make people laugh sure and if it was in that room like I've said again I'll bring it around to like me and I'm sure you have like similar similar things where something in a room is funny yeah but outside, whether it's a video or whatever, it's not mm. funny. Like I've watched it and I've kind of been like, "Yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't funny." Yeah, yeah, no, because no, I mean that makes a difference, though, isn't it? When you're in the comedy club, when you're doing a particular thing in that time in that room, it works. Much like improv, actually, improv. It's not funny if you watch a video of it, True. really, that much, because the whole magic of improv is that it's happening in front of your eyes and you, you you as the audience got to decide how this happened whereas you know in a video you know you're not really even if even if you can hear the audience throw suggestions out you're like this is average at best <laughs> yeah you know because you're not it's very much that kind of experience where you had to be there for it yeah what's harder improv or stand-up because i'm a i'm awful at improv b i've never really attempted it yeah so it's like, what's harder? Yeah, I think stand-up, for me, just because improv is like, if you're, I think you, it takes a little while to get a hold of the basics, but once you're there, you can kind of, it's just like, it's just you as a person then coming out with all these weird and wacky ideas that you don't have time to overthink. You just do it on stage. You're never addressing the audience. That There's that, you know, the, the fourth wall is up. Mm. Um, you're, you're doing these sketches more or less apart from you know when you were asking for suggestions you were, yeah. the actual comedy is you on stage with someone most mm. likely um, and yeah it just, it just kind of happens uh, you just need to basically trust in yourself that something funny is going to come out react to the situation like yeah. and it, it just kind of happens you don't need to overthink it you don't need to prepare it in that sense mm. whereas stand up is very like here's something potentially very deep and personal to me <laughs> yeah. that I've tried to, you know, I've pre-prepared stuff 
I've really given this a lot of thought. Oh, you hate it? Oh, cool, thanks. Like, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> this is this. Yeah, this is the struggle I have with with stand up. But that's that's yeah. what it is because people have that expectation from you. They they're like, when you come up, I want you to really make me laugh. And mm. especially like you know, at, at my stage, you know, early on, you talk about new material nights. Like every night for me is a new material night, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like I've got loads of, uh, you know, hard hitters yeah. in the back pocket. Like I've got. I think like, you're underselling yourself. I've heard you. You've definitely got like a set. No, I've got like, like I've a got good a set. Yeah, I've got a good set and stuff. But I mean, yeah, but that's 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 about it. And you need to. I wanted. I've got maybe 10, 15 minutes of material that I'm happy with, mm. but you know I want to have like an hour I'm happy with and in order to do that I need to try loads of stuff and then you know a good proportion of that won't really work yeah yeah very true so I I, I relish I relish a good new material night (laughs) I oh man I I fucking love it like seriously it's one of those things where it's like I did voxel on Monday which is like a new material night and it was a small audience in yeah I took up like a notepad and I was just like fucking around some stuff worked some didn't but then I had such a good time when I came off. Yeah. I was like, yeah, shit, that was really fucking useful. And, you know, I got this from that. And then it was literally like almost falling, like, it was like a mini falling back in love with comedy. Yeah. Where it's like, you're like, okay, cool. Yeah, I've got these ideas that work. I need to work on this. That yeah. can go. And Whereas like sometimes it gets a little bit boring when all you're doing is like your quote unquote pro set or whatever. Sure, sure. Like your material. I always think sometimes it can get boring. Anything more than like yeah. three or four times in a row. Oh yeah, yeah. It gets boring real quick. Mm. But again, that's another sort of trope of stand-up. You need to do the same thing over and over again, slightly differently, to really find where the funniest stuff is. Yeah. Are um, you are, are you a writer then? Like yeah. Like sit down and write. Yeah. Yeah. What's your process like? Um. So every time I notice something that I think is funny. I basically make a note of it in my phone in as much detail as I can, yeah. And uh, and then I then I'll revisit it um, when I'm trying to have a sort of writing session where I sit down and just try to get something out. And uh, yeah, and I'll look back and you know ninety percent of what I've written down is like, why did I think this was funny? <laughs> you know, but um, you know occasionally you'll find something that yeah. you're like, okay, no, yeah, actually that is that's decent. And then, um, yeah, I just basically might, right now, I'm just, I just riff around it on, on, uh, on the page, basically. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Just like a stream of consciousness. I'm trying to learn more theory, though, now. Because before, I, that's just all I would do. I'd be like, yeah, whatever, I'll just see what's funny by thinking about it. But, yeah, I'm trying to, like, learn a little bit more around the theory and sort of exercises I can do to try and find weird, you know, yeah. weird angles and you know stuff that's unique yeah. unique to me an exercise that I found really fucking useful I think majority majority of exercises I came across were bullshit but one that I actually found really fucking useful even just to, like for myself is like you stick your phone on record yeah like, I, usually I go video because I, 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 I like to fuck around mm. and then like even in even, even in the car I will literally just talk to myself Oh really? Yeah, I'll talk to myself about some like topic, like let's say fucking Prince Andrew, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll literally stick my phone on uh, on record. Yeah. In the, when I'm driving somewhere and just talk absolute fucking nonsense. 
Yeah. I'll probably get like one or two things out of there that are like useful out of like a 15 minute video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, that, but that's exactly it. So are you willing to, that's what I mean, go through that process? I don't know why, I get really self-conscious, man. When I'm even recording my own voice, I'm just like, it's almost like I'm trying to impress myself. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm just like talking around it and I'm like, oh man, I'm going to listen to that later. I'm not going to like it. Just, let me start again. Let me start again. And uh... <laughs> I, I, I struggle to, I, I guess I kind of understand what you're saying, but because that's like quite in the moment stuff, Yeah. it doesn't, I don't think I get like that. I don't think anybody yeah. likes to hear their voice back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I, says as he does a fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I get, I, I guess, self-conscious. I get around like writing. Sure. Putting a couple of hours aside to write. Yeah. And I'll come out the other end of it, and I've got nothing. Sure. I'm like, fuck. Like, I just <laughs> wasted two hours. I could have been doing something productive. <laughs> yeah. But then you kind of like have to like talk yourself into like, okay, no, this is productive. Yeah. Yeah, man, like, I think I heard someone say that if you're not willing to write shit stuff, you're never going to write good stuff, yeah. basically. Do you know what I mean? You might spend ages writing stuff that, uh, in the end, turns out to be absolute bollocks. But if you keep on going with that process, the point is, like, it's, it's like anything else. The more you practice something, the better you get at it. Yeah. So, you know, maybe if you attempt 10 jokes... Or like even a hundred jokes, and one only one is good, and only one is something that you would like and you use. Yeah. You know, the point is, if you carry on, eventually it's going to become two and a hundred. Eventually it's going to become, you know, ten yeah. and a hundred. Yeah, and it just keeps getting better and better. Yeah. I think one of the things I saw in practice was uh, Russell Howard. I saw Russell Howard at Top Secret uh, the day of the Notre Dame fire. Obviously, oh, wow. Russell Howard's like fucking Russell Howard. Russell Howard, yeah. Um, but he murdered it like I've never seen anybody murder it before. Really? People were crying in, in the audience. I was watching wow. the audience because we were sat off to the side. People were crying and it was about something that had happened that morning. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, man. It was, it was fucking intense. Uh, where did you grow up? Little sharp right turn there. Um. <laughs> no, no, I've been I've, I've been trying to segue into this for a little while. So I want to talk, about, I want to talk racism. <laughs> uh, oh sweet, yeah. yeah. Um, so I grew up in Wembley. Um, oh shit! So you, the only racism you saw was from other people like us. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah. getting your name right. Well, I um I went to school in Ealing though. So uh, I went to a church of England high school. Ah, okay. So don't worry, we've got loads to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Let's dive into it. What was your first experience with racism? First experience of racism? Yeah. What's the last um, one that you remember? I think the first, first one I remember is like um, uh, when I lived in Wembley, there used to be like obviously loads of other kids on the street and we all used to like play football and stuff in the evenings. Um, and I think when I like was first kind of almost like integrating into that group you know a couple of a couple of um, the kids w would ask me what my name is and I said it was it's Damandeep Bamra mm. and they were like what? Uh, oh, Damandeep Bum Bum <laughs> <laughs> and then they literally skipped around the street going Damandeep Bum Bum Damandeep Bum Bum and I was like 11 years old and sensitive you know <laughs> I've, never, like, said, I've never heard anybody make racism sound kind of cute yeah no it was yeah but for me i was just like oh man come on like 
Yeah. Yeah, that's not my name. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it affects you when you're that young, doesn't it? Yeah. Do you still, do you still, like one of the, oh man, the first time I, you ever been racially abused on a ro- roller coaster before? On a roller coaster? On a roller that's coaster. A, a very niche experience I haven't had yet, no. We went to this like seaside town when we were like eight. Yeah. And, uh, this fully grown man, we were the only Asian people that went there. And um, I'm trying to write this into a bit, but it never comes across properly. But um, we were, when we were going down there, it was like near Portsmouth, this area. Um, so we're driving down there and it's definitely like council estate after council estate we're driving through. And um, England flag, England flag out the window, England flag. It's not like a World Cup year or anything, right? which was the, the worrying bit. Yeah. Um, I, I remember my mum turning around to my dad and be like, you sure this place is okay? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, we're fine. We park up, we walk down to the pier and we're the only Asian people here. We like recognise it almost immediately. Sure. And we walk a little bit further into the thing. There's this roller coaster that's like up above, like where, like this fucking train. It's like packed out with like these 19, 20 year olds. I'm eight, my brother's five, two parents and a cousin who's like 13, 14. Yeah. And um, they pointed down, like they're at the fucking peak of this roller coaster. They pointed down, like, pack A's. What? And then, yeah, because the roller coaster went down. Hand on heart, this is a fucking true story, right? As the roller coaster went down, yeah. it like elongated the packy bit. So it was just like, like a good 40 second walk ride. <laughs> oh, God. Packy. And this is how cheap my dad was, right? He yeah. was like, my mum was like, okay, let's fucking go now. Yeah. And he's like, look, we drove all this way. <laughs> we spent so much money on petrol. <laughs> at least get on a couple of fucking rides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like went on these roller coasters and stuff fearfully. Then there was a mixed race fella. Yeah. And he was fighting a white dude. What? At this, on, at this fucking pier, generally, this is true. Like, uh, seriously, it's a true story. Where, where was this pier? Like, Hailing Island. That's the place <laughs> what it was called. Okay. Hailing Island, right? And um, there's this mixed race dude and he's fighting this white guy. I'm not sure if it was racist or not or whatever. Yeah. My mum freaks out. We end up leaving. And as we're pulling out of the like, seaside car park bit, we yeah. literally see six or seven police cars and a couple of ambulances go past. Oh my God. Next thing you know, a few days later, my dad's like, you know that place? He's like, well, somebody's just forwarded me an article uh, from fucking, I think it was either in like, a paper or some shit on the news but somebody had been stabbed there oh my god yeah that fucking day we were there somebody had been stabbed yeah never been back since wow yeah yeah ta-da that's my race that was the first racist experience I can remember damn like properly (laughs) fucked up oh roller coaster's really disappointing now you're like oh no one's shouting anything yeah it's like it's like horror it's like you know them scary ghost trains and stuff I'm like well (laughs) you've clearly never been to an EDL ghost train before yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) but I I think things are changing I think we you see racism in a lot more subtle ways yeah like fucking getting mistaken between us two (laughs) yeah yeah exactly exactly Anyone Indian, really? Anyone will do. Yeah, Raj Brown. Saying, yeah, Raj was saying he gets mistaken for you. Yeah, man. Raj and I did a show together one time, and uh, someone came up to me afterwards, and they were like, "Oh, mate, oh, I got to say, of the whole night, that '69 joke you did, oh, it's my favourite." 
And like, it's not my joke. It's Roger's <laughs> joke. But I said thank you because I wanted to compliment. <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks. That was that was me. <laughs> I try. I, I I try and like, I try and challenge it as much as I can. One of my like biggest regrets is I worked with a racist. <laughs> Do you? I did. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my oh, jobs. Man. She was this like fifty-year-old woman. I think she was actually nearer sixty, but she had the whole pack with your hairstyle, like full yeah. on. Like it was Brexit year when I was working there with her. Like the Brexit vote was just about to take place. All in the lead up to fucking Brexit, she was like, "Yeah, fucking Brexit, and we're gonna get these foreigners out." Yeah, I'm gonna do X, Y, Z. Sure. And then um, one day after the Brexit vote, we come, we, we came in, and she was crying in the break room. It was only me and her in there, and I was like, "For fuck's sake, I have to ask her." And I, yeah, I was like, "Hey, uh, what's up?" And she was like blubbering, and she was like, "Well." The pound's fallen so much, I can't retire in France anymore. Really? Yeah. I was like, firstly, I was like, give me more of that karma. That's delicious. <laughs> and secondly, I was also kind of like, wow, this like, chick wants to stop people from coming into the country, but Dude. wants to move to France. Dude, She's still working there. She can't afford to retire yet. So. Really? Moral of the story, don't be racist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the moral. Exactly. Or, well, I mean, you know. You can retire in England. That's all right. That's <laughs> yeah. not too bad, is it? What are, what are your like, comedy goals? Go back to fucking why you were here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what we're talking about, right? <laughs> what are your comedy goals? Uh, comedy goals? Um, well, I, I definitely, if I could get a level of success with comedy, it would be really cool. I'm not trying to, I think it would be, I think it comes down to the fact that I really enjoy stand-up. I really enjoy like comedy, all of this stuff. But but growing up, you know, I mean, there's no faces that we could be like, oh yeah, he did it or she did it, so I can do it. Yeah. You know, there's very there's very few sort of in the UK I've examples really of that. One. Like in 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 like my late teens in the UK it was yeah. really Paul Chowdhury wasn't it yeah it's Paul Chowdhury man for ages I didn't know Paul Chowdhury was Sikh like I knew he was a brown guy and stuff really he's Punjabi and he's Punjabi and stuff oh okay but like yeah man like I didn't know this was like a a Sikh guy mm. you know and like man Paul Paul Chowdhury is like super Don't funny man yeah, yeah yeah he's super funny but like yeah so I didn't know but you know especially for us we you know you know, apart from today, turban seeks. Yeah. Generally speaking, um, yeah. There's no there's one. There's no one, is there? There's really? No one. There's. I mean, there's like. Uh, I think Hardeep Kohli. Hardeep Kohli. Yeah. Yeah, and he, like, I mean, even that is like, he's not like a proper stand-up stand or comedian. anything. Yeah. yeah. You had like obviously goodness gracious me and all of them lot. And Just rain was, maybe. Again, yeah. Yeah, again, like just remember, but then that's more like sort of when you're 15, 16. And then I also didn't equate that with being a comedian, weirdly enough. Like, in, again, like it was a separate platform in my head. True. Oh, this, this dude, he makes funny videos and stuff. Um, but yeah, so I just kind of, it would be nice to sort of be in a position where I could potentially inspire I mean don't get me wrong first and foremost it's for me <laughs> for me in it I like doing comedy I like doing comedy if I could get paid to do comedy that would be that's a dream yeah but like it would be cool to be able to like have that sort of position where you can influence people positively 
Um, so, yeah, yeah, man. Like the comedy goals would be like as you know to do as well as I possibly can, basically. <laughs> it's a good goal to have. It's yeah. A good goal. Do you have any exciting projects and stuff that you want to plug? Uh, projects, gigs. What we um, <laughs> exciting projects and gigs. Oh fuck! No. Have I put you on the spot here. Yeah, this is the toughest question of them all. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> Let's go back to Prince Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like I with gigs and stuff. It's really random. I basically I have a website, dumbbumra.com. I plug. Yeah, there you go. Or, or my Instagram, dumb.bumra. If you like, I, I put I put all my comedy stuff up there. Wicked. All my latest gigs and what I've been up to and all that awesome so um, yeah if you want to check that out if you ever want to we'll link it all in the description below anyways sure but yeah awesome thank you for coming on man thanks for having me thank you